0: Thanks for listening to Hanging with the Saddles
1: Podcast. Good Mama and some best over. It's some
0: I love it. Gracias, Ariela. In today's episode, we have a special guest whose story will inspire you to never give up.
2: Imagine this. He went from spending 30 years of his life in prison to being a college graduate this year, and he made it on the president's honor list. Si se puede y si se pudo. (laughs) He's a great example of the fact that your past does not define you. It prepares you. Get ready to meet Joseph Valadez coming up next. We'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Shaboy Edgar. This is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola. And here is our amazing friend, Joseph Valadez. Hermano, my brother, thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with us. It's my pleasure, little brother. Especially because nowadays, you know, you're being interviewed by ABC, NBC, Kelly Clarkson. O sea. A cute me.
1: Congratulations, brother. old Dolphin Tecato. That's 62 years old. That's amazing.
0: No, that's amazing.
2: Joseph, if we may, I want to start in the beginning, hermano. Tell us a little bit about before you become a graduate now at the age of 62, making the dean's list, the president's honor list, graduating from Cal State Long Beach, hermano. And I know you're applying to a graduate program now as well. So felicidades on that. Tell me about the beginning, hermano, of your life And when we talk about the beginning of our lives, we got to talk of our jefecitas, nuestras mamas, our moms, Mm -hmm. the ones that endure the most, the strongest, that encourage us no matter what, that believe in us when we don't even believe in ourselves, hermano. Please tell me about your mother, Anita Valadez, en paz descanse.
1: I grew up in the 60s and 70s. Those were different times. I grew up in Navarro, in Orange County. My parents always raised me with good morals and values. Anything I did is no reflection uh, on them. You know, they did the best they, they could with what they had. They were hardworking people, both my mom and dad worked. But being in the neighborhood at that at that time, remember, this is the 60s, uh, during the flower power and all that. And there was a lot of uh, drug use, you know, the psychedelics, the pills. At early age, you know, we had family gatherings. I started drinking, what have not. And the drinking gradually uh, turned to smoky weed, and then it went to... Uh, and at 15 i uh, snorted heroin for the first time now all that time i i had uh uncles homeboys cousins that died of ods and there was no way no how i was gonna stick a needle in my arm but it was okay to snort it mm. right it. i started getting arrested at early tarasuras. you know uh, i think the first time i got for stealing a Possession of stolen property. I went to juvenile home at, at 11, and that was the beginning of, of going in and out, in and out. I started working the summer of the sixth grade, going my seventh. That's when I started drinking. I was working with my dad that summer, and so because I was I was working, I was allowed to drink. My uncle told my dad because he was there the day that that, that I took my first in front of my dad that that you know he's working a man's uh, uh, job, he gets a man's drink, and that opened the door for everything, you know. So. Paycheck, I'd go and buy beer with the guys my age. And again, my drug use progressed until I started using heroin. I started snorting heroin at at 15 years old. And mind you, all this time from 11 to all my high school years, I was going in and out, in and out of juvenile hall for various under the influence,
2: drunk in public, uh, fighting, different fights. Joseph, where do you think that was coming from? All that was attributed to the,
1: my surroundings. You know, being a sociology major, I know the, the socioeconomic uh, background, circumstances that caused us to live where we lived and why it was. Remember, and then in high school, I was bused to all-white school. Mm. All that time throughout my youth, every day, just almost every day, uh, go back to Mexico, uh, uh, you don't belong here, uh, wetback, uh, uh, beaner. I heard all that every day, every day, every day. So, you know, we, we had to defend ourselves. Of course, in between all that time, we were drinking and, and, and doing the things that we do to defend ourselves. Right,
0: Joseph, would you say that your friends got you into doing drugs or more family members? It
1: was more uh, um, peer pressure. Mm. But not, nobody nobody twisted my arm. Nobody yeah. put a gun to my head. You know, I had the, I knew the, the, the choices I were making even then were were wrong. God touched my heart. My God touched my heart while I was in the Salvation Army, and I've learned to love i learned to love everybody mm. love what everybody say but this is my story and this is how it was right at an early age
0: yeah and coming out of love joseph like what would you say as a mother of two little girls like it freaks me out just to know that they're gonna eventually go out into the world what would you say because i want to know as a mother i want to like i want to learn to be prepared I think,
1: I think she did everything everything possibly within her within her capacity man. Mm. She, she treated each and every one of us with love. Mm-hmm. She told us she loved us. She hugged us. She kissed us. Mm-hmm. My dad wasn't a big uh, touchy-feely guy. He, right. he was a good provider. Uh, he expressed his love by, by making sure we were uh, had clothes. and.
2: And I guess what you're saying also, Joseph, is many times parents will do everything they can. My brother George was an alcoholic at one point in time in his life, gracias Dios, God touched his heart and he's a different man now as well, Joseph. But you know, my parents did everything within their means as well. But there comes a time where you could only do so much because you can't live your child's life. You can't force them. They become adults and you make your own decisions, you know, but at the end of the day, those values that my parents instilled in my brother and that your parents instilled in you, Joseph, they're still in there. Mm. But I feel like, because of peer pressure and the people you surround yourself with, they become more of a priority and more important in your life sometimes in making decisions, you know what I'm saying? And we put our parents in the back burner and Angel. we just got to keep praying better, that they come back around. Right. And and you came back around. I mean, took you a while. What was it like 30 years in total in and out of jail? Would you say Joseph? Uh, at least. Yeah. I remember I, and, and I would make my mom
1: cry. And today and, and looking back, it gets me because, you know, well, where did I go wrong? What did I didn't do wrong? My, my, my mom would always say that. And I don't have to tell her, you didn't do nothing wrong. Mm. I did everything. I did everything. Mm. You know, everything I did, again, nobody put a gun to my head. Nobody twisted right. my arm. Nobody got threatened me. I did it because I wanted to do it. And it was no uh, reflection on my parents, man. They right. did all that they could. Again, they did all that they could with what they have.
2: Joseph, what advice would you give? To parents like mm-hmm. my wife and I, that we're just getting started and our listeners, right? That are parents to young kids or teenagers. What's the best thing that we can do, brother, with everything you've lived through? The challenges you've had, what's the best advice you would give to parents listening right now, Arman?
1: I mean, uh, uh, encourage them, uh, love them, man. And uh, uh, My mom was my biggest cheerleader, but she never gave a vote. I could do no wrong, no matter my drug use, my prison time. And she always encouraged me to or not, not really, I'm not going to say, but she would yell at me and cuss me out about my drug use and my going to prison, but she's never, ever gave up hope on me. She never gave up hope. She would always tell me, just leave them drugs alone. Leave them alone. You're so intelligent. You're so smart. By God's good grace, and it is His good grace that led me to the Salvation Army, man. Amen, um, Amen to
2: that. Hermano Joseph, and what would you say to your mom Anita today, being a college graduate and going on to grad school god willing and people all around the world hearing your story of how you didn't allow your past to define you but it prepared you to conquer and be the man that you are today as she's in heaven right now what would you say to your mom right now as a graduate
1: she was always right and you know i being on this journey i I feel her i feel her at times you know if that makes any sense for me it does you know i i feel her presence when times get get hard, I I, I would hear her telling me, uh, but she would always cuss, so I can't say that. ¿En español
0: te gritaba <laughs> o en inglés? Of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for instance, when I was in community college, uh, I flunked three different levels of, of algebra and I almost quit because I couldn't get algebra. I couldn't get algebra for nothing, man. But mm-hmm. I, I would hear, I would hear, no, cabrón, no, cabrón, vas a hacerlo, vas a hacerlo. <laughs> <laughs> es todo. I would hear in the background, in my mind, and, and that kept me going. And then the, the the support group that I have, you know, but I would hear my mom, and, and gee, God, okay, let's do it again. Let me take it from a different uh, uh, angle. And That's and amazing. and I doubled and I tripled my efforts, and, and gracias Dios that, that I did. Uh, I passed uh, st- uh, statistics, and that was good enough. That was uh, to transfer. That one's tough, man. That I, is
2: very tough. <laughs> I remember statistics, bro. I
1: had to get
2: tutors it's help. Me too. <laughs> all kinds of help, bro. It's hard.
1: I know she's with me, yeah, and, yeah. and she's with my little brother and, and my uncles and my, my cousins that, that all died as a result of the uh, drug abuse, their, their drug addiction.
2: Sorry to hear that, hermano. I'm really you sorry know, to uh, hear that.
1: I've lost a lot of good friends uh, in my lifetime, relatives behind the, uh, drug addiction. Gracias a Dios that, that that he had a plan for me. Yeah. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you, to give hope. you hope in the future.
2: Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Amen. That's the scripture that my wife and I live by, <laughs> Hermano, and that's been a part you know, of You know, you go to the Salvation
1: Army. I went in there. I hadn't been to church in forty years. Religion? You are You crazy man? I I hated religion. I hated God. I hated everything that associated. How can a God, a loving God, kill my homeboys? How can a loving God blast my homeboys? How can a loving God? Uh, od my uncles and my cousins and so when i went into the salvation army i knew there was a faith based recovery center right you go into the, the main door it has in big letters like the 10 inches It says where the healing begins and then it has a, a, a jeremiah 29 where i know the plans i have for you says the lord Plans to prosper, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. It didn't sink in. I said, yeah, you know, I just I just wanted to stop putting needles in my arms. Yeah. You know, if you guys could help me, cool. You know, it was my whole school, uh, thinking.
2: Joseph, what was that moment and how old were you when you finally decided to change directions? Let me know coming up next. What is it that finally made you say, ya basta, I want to get right? I want to fulfill the dreams and the vision that my mom had for me, right? That I could be somebody, that I am intelligent. Let us know coming up next. But before we get to that inspiring moment in Joseph's life, we want to talk to you about our good friends at Ring that support our podcast, and we're so grateful for them.
0: Yes, thank you, Ring. Familia, so much happens at our front doors that it's more important than ever to keep an eye on what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why it's the perfect time to upgrade your doorstep with the Ring video doorbell. With Ring, you can see and speak to whoever's at the door from anywhere right on your phone.
2: I love it because just this week, we celebrated our daughter Alani's birthday. Yeah. And her present was dropped off by a (laughs) delivery person and they ring our Ring doorbell and the girls run over to the door to see what it is, who it is. And thankfully, I was able to speak to the delivery person via my Ring app on my phone and And I told them to please leave the package on the other side of the house because it was a surprise for our daughter's birthday party. And it was perfect because they didn't find out what it was until their birthday celebration, which is we got them both scooters. It was really cool. And it worked out.
0: That was really smart, babe. Familia, right now you can get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kid at ring.com slash Sotelos. It comes with Ring's Video Doorbell 3 and Chime Pro, the perfect way to upgrade your front door and start your
2: Ring experience. So go to ring.com Sotelos. That's ring.com Sotelos. Joseph, what would you say was that specific moment, hermano, when you made that choice that you wanted to change your life around? How old were you at that time?
1: I was three months short of 55 years old. Wow. I had already been a heroin addict for 38 years. One day I was uh, shooting up heroin and I ain't got no more veins. I got no veins whatsoever I got no, my neck, my arms, my legs, my feet, my hands, all my veins. I've used them all. I stayed for about Two hours trying to find a vein. I found one at, at first. The needle slipped and I stayed for two hours. But when I when I finally realized the amount of time that went down and I looked, I had blood all over me, man. I had blood from sticking it, trying to find a vein, trying to find a vein. And it was so much blood that, that was all over my T-shirt. And, and I got disgusted for the first time in my life. I got disgusted. I got disgusted. At
2: yourself or the situation?
1: At, at myself. or Look what I'm trying. Look what I'm trying. I had... We call it a moment of clarity. I had a moment of clarity for for the first time in my life. And then that week, uh, my wife had left. And then the next day, my childhood friend kicked me out of his house. And he says, you know what? Because I I had robbed this dude. I had robbed this dude for $20, and I'm a a two striker, and he knew for that $20, if I would have got caught, they would have probably given me 25 to life for, for that $20. So it was like about four or five things that happened within a week period. I had that moment of clarity. And when my, my homie kicked me out of his bed, he gave me some methadone pills, and he told me to go to a, a friend's house and go go kick. And after he said, after I kicked, go find some help. And I did.
2: When you say you kicked it, meaning you had stopped doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I it. stopped using heroin. Uh, uh, I, when, when you kick, it's a physical withdrawal. You need at least a week to, to, for, to, to get it out of your system. And when you do that, it's like think of the, the worst flu that you ever had. Nine wow. for a
2: whole week. Joseph, let me uh, just stop you there for a second. I'm looking over at my wife right now, and she's just in tears. Do you want to express what you're feeling as Joseph is telling us this difficult part of his life and his journey?
0: I'm really choked up. It's hard to hear your story. It's <laughs> like I can't even imagine what he went through with and we take life for granted you know sometimes there's like stupid little stuff that happens and this man was really struggling and he came out of it and god is using him now for like us to hear his story and people to share his story and it's really touching my heart because i mean he was lost but god I was lost brought him back and it's i, like... I had
1: no soul i was out there soulless you know it, it, i really was I thank God for the Salvation Army, man, because you know, that's where I found uh, found God, and 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 that's where I accepted Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior, man. Amen.
0: Thank oh. you for sharing your story, Joseph. It's just you're alive. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, you're, you know, glory to God. Walking miracle, hermano. You no, know,
1: you can't convince me otherwise. I know today that that, that was a plan all along.
0: Mm-hmm. Live the life
1: that I lived up to the time that I checked into the Salvation Army. Yeah. I've done a lot of ugly things in my life. Ugly, ugly. Evil things behind my drug addiction, mm-hmm. right? I'm sitting in the Salvation Army. It's uh, maybe not. A, I'm a little less than a month in that program, and every morning they have a, a, a devotion, you know, like a meditation uh, for 15 minutes, and they play Christian music. Mm-hmm. I sat there, and mind you, I've heard "Amazing Grace" maybe thousands, tens of thousands of different times, every conceivable way you could think of: guitar, piano, a cappella, choir. Hard rock, uh, easy listening. I've heard it all, man. Uh, but that morning, I heard it. Mm. I heard it. I really heard it. And, and and God touched my heart. And I started crying. I hadn't cried that hard yeah. since my mom died, man. You know, I was bawling to the point that the brothers right there were, Hey, you okay? Mm. No, I'm okay, man. It's just, uh, you know, I know for a fact that, that God touched my heart that, that day. Mind you, I didn't get it all at once. It didn't start happening. Yeah. But that was the day that I, I started feeling transformed, and I started accepting the word, and I started paying attention more. If it this makes any sense, the Salvation Army helped me find me. That's where Joseph found Joseph. You know, mm-hmm. And I found God. <laughs> i love this 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 is a Rita franklin
2: man he's in grace that saved me hermano i once was lost but now man. i'm found it speaks of and that is truly you saved a
1: wretch like me man
2: your story i was hermano. really
1: lost out there
2: man and now you are dedicating your life to to love others you have a bachelor's in sociology and what do you want to do with your graduate degree and eventually what do you want to work in
1: before the do my choice job would would be working with at-risk youth. Prior to the pandemic, I was allowed to go in juvenile facilities and I would go in there and tell, tell my story. Right. And I'd see all the little little brothers in there, man, and, and I'd get emotional, man, because those are the ones that, that need the help, man. I believe that God, God took me to, to Salvation Army because I was tired. I'm still tired. I'm tired of sticking needles in my arms. I'm tired of waking up sick. I was tired of going to prison. I was tired of the prison politics. I was tired of my neighborhood politics. I was tired of it all. I was tired of the hustle. I was tired of the drama. I'm still, I wake up with that, with that feeling that, gracias a Dios, that A, he allowed me to wake up and B, I, I woke up clean. Yeah. You know, because I don't forget. I have that branded. How many years have you been clean now? For both of yours, in April 16th, I'm going to have eight years clean.
2: Wow. wow. Congratulations. That's awesome, Joseph. And before we wrap up, and I want to thank you for your time, what message would you have for somebody right now that is stuck in either gangbanging or is addicted to alcohol or drugs? What is something that you would say to them?
1: Fighting drug abuse, there's, there's help out there, you know. But you have to say enough is enough. You know, their journey is their journey. They, they have to have the willingness and desire to want to say enough is enough. Until they get to
2: that point, we call it rock bottom. Until you get to that point, you're just going to be stuck, you know? Joseph, what would you say would be a possible solution since you were in and out of the system, the jail system? And really your issue was drug addiction that was causing you to act a certain type of way that would end up making you go back to jail every time. What would be some changes that you would like to see in the criminal justice system?
1: Well, they they made an effort when they when they reversed the three strikes law and they passed Prop forty seven. You know, now they know that it's cheaper to send a, 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 a alcoholic or or somebody that's abusing uh, uh, drugs to a, a rehab than to send them in prison. Because before the mindset was just send mm. them to prison, lock them up, and that's it. It's cheaper if they if they send them to rehab. More research to educate people, man. You know, yeah. uh,
2: uh, you know. Well, Joseph, we want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, we want to congratulate you, hermano, for graduating this year, especially with honors on the dean's list. Straight A's, you said, right, in the last couple semesters. semesters. For me, the message that I get from you, hermano, is that it's never too late. And for those of you that are parents that have a son or daughter that, is going through some challenges, que va por mal camino. Never give up on them. Mm-hmm. Never stop praying. Mm. The other thing I took away from, and Janet, I think you felt it babe when you were crying is that God's love for us is so amazing. Yeah. That doesn't matter how far deep or how far away we try to go away from him and and how low we go. Exactly. He follows us to the deepest of the lowest of the lows to be there for us. But it's up to us to reach out and grab a hold of his hand. Yeah,
0: Joseph is a perfect so, example of el querer es poder.
1: Being on the journey, I learned one important thing. God never leaves us. Amen. He never leaves us. He's just waiting for us. That's it. He's always
2: there. Well, thank you, Joseph, for sharing your testimony and your story, hermano. Trust that it's touching a lot of people's hearts and you're inspiring thousands of people hermano you said it very early on even when i was talking to you on the phone you just want to do good you want to spread love and you're doing that man you're spreading hope eh, y te agradezco muchísimo. and bottom line hermano again your past doesn't define you it just prepares you mm-hmm. because esas ganas que le echaste in statistics and algebra it was like yo man i've come too far like i gotta figure this math out if i figured out how to survive 30 years of being in jail and doing drugs y todo esto i can figure out a math problem (laughs) you know what i'm
1: saying exactly hit the nail hit the nail right on the head y claro
0: y tu
2: madrecita en paz descanse también gritándote andale hijo de ganas.
0: Thank you so much, Joseph, for your time. May the Holy Spirit send you and give you a big hug from us.
2: Thank you. Ani Morvano. Have a blessed day, afternoon. What an amazing story, Ben.
0: That, that hit home. I don't know why it broke me. It was just like, God loves us so much. Look at this gentleman's life. He rescued him. and
2: Yeah. No, no matter how unworthy you feel of being loved mm. or having God's love. It's never too late to be redeemed Mm -hmm. and to rebuild.
0: Thank God. It's a beautiful story.
2: Thanks to Joseph Valadez for his amazing story, familia. And we thank you for hanging out with us. Remember to please subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the podcast and leave your comments and rate it. It helps us out tremendously.
0: And follow us on hashtag Los Otelos or losotelos.com.
2: And remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Los queremos mucho. Ánimo.
0: Thanks for listening to Hanging With... the
2: a Podcast. Good mama and dada. It's a over. It's a over. It's best day over. It's a over.
1: It's
2: I love it. When you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card member, life's an adventure with your long distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the big apple con tu media naranja? or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean and sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range for more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.